Hello. <laughs> Welcome to episode 96 of Our Weird Life. My name's Jodie. <laughs> What's with the delay, Joe? My name's Jack. Because <laughs> you're looking at me like I was saying something wrong. So I was like, should I just stop and well, do it Hello, again? my name's Jodie. Because you were looking at me like like that. Like, like, with your eyes. Raising my eyes. As opposed to my ears. Yeah. <laughs> So then I was like, oh, is he going to say, you did it wrong, do it again, not good enough? No, not at all. He's never said that, though. No. That's why I was like... How could he be wrong? This is just a chill conversation. Well, if you came on and you were like... All you've got to do, unless you stop talking to me, that wouldn't be very acceptable, would it? We've definitely done the intro again, like maybe once or twice. Uh, I can't think why, though. Well, maybe someone knocked on the door or something, and I really wish they would. Yeah, what are you waiting for? Delivery. <sighs> it was my reward for working really hard today. Oh. On a Sunday. I've got to say that's so frustrating when you're waiting for something it just doesn't turn up, even, even though it's scheduled. I really I, hope that happens. I scheduled it. I scheduled it for between uh, what time? Eight, six, and eight. What do you think of like the um, the Japanese? delivery system because I feel like in the UK it's, it's pretty hit and miss isn't it it is a bit hit and miss yeah you know, but you, here you, is you can't necessarily rely that your package is going to get lobbed <laughs> over, mm. your, over your front wall or something you are not drunk but yeah, yeah here they they're always spot, spot on I was going to spot on <laughs> <laughs> they're always spot on which I think is why I'm a bit miffed it's not here. I'm used to the luxury Your expectation life, was high, you know? wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm used Did, to um, the parcel being delivered. Have you ever received a package in Japan that was damaged or just completely ruined or terrible or anything? Because um, I can think of so many in the UK. There's so many times I've received packages that made me so angry. Yeah, they were damaged. They look like someone just put their foot straight through it. Hmm. What about here? I don't think so, unless it's come from the UK. Or from... <laughs> the irony. <laughs> yeah, or from America or somewhere like that. Yeah, like it's travelled overseas had, to get here. It's travelled far, so mm. that's that's understandable that it might have a few that's fair. I don't licks. ever recall... Uh, is that what you call them? Licks? Licks. Oh, is it nicks? I thought it was licks. Licks. I don't know. You could say licks, I suppose. I had a strange ingrown hair on my chest earlier on. Well, don't say that on the podcast. That's TMI. What is it, TMI? We don't, we don't, don't need to it, know about that. Well, I think they're very strange, aren't they, ingrown hairs? It's like they've got a life of their own. Why is that? It, well, because usually the hair has left your body <laughs> and then it come, it falls back on it somewhere else. Well, it's really sharp, so it pierces your skin. It's, it's usually like a little, when you've cut... like a little blade, isn't it? Like a little pin. cut like, your hair. Pierces the flesh and then it oh, just starts... Oh, is that a car? I can hear a vehicle. <gasps> It might be. If we hear the, if you hear the bell ring, you'll know. I'm gonna fly up so fast if it is. Don't fly up. You're holding the microphone. <laughs> no, I'll put the microphone down and then I'll fly up. Okay. I take good. the headphones off and then I'll fly up. All right. Um. Yeah. Um, so, so they're very sharp, ingrown mm-hmm. hairs. But when they just then they start growing again, which absolutely fascinates me. Yeah, the follicles. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Reattach. So that, that piece of hair could fall on the floor and it would just do nothing. Mm-hmm. It, won't, it won't start growing. Why don't they call an ingrowing hair and like a reattached hair different things? Because an ingrowing hair is when it doesn't, it hasn't pierced through the surface yet, 
and it grows in a spiral mm. in under your skin, right? Okay. It's growing in. Yes. That's my thought of it. But then, like, the one you're on about is when you cut your hair freshly and then that hair goes, attaches back into your skin. Are they two different things? I didn't, I didn't realise that. I, see, I know what you're saying. Well, one is, say, you cut your beard and a beard hair attaches to your chest. And that starts its own little journey. Yeah, but yeah. if you've just got a chest hair growing through, but it won't, it hasn't pierced the surface yet. Mm. Different things, aren't they? But they they're are. called the same thing, are they? Don't, Don't know. know. Not sure. I've seen some pretty gnarly pictures of, of ingrown hairs before. You know, they're where they're just really like, painful. they just they grow for years and years and years mm. under the skin. Ew, Jack. Causing all kinds of problems for people. Well, the one that you're on about where you cut your hair and then it gets reattached, I think men get those more than women. It would make sense, wouldn't it? Because um, Cause you cut your beard. Yeah, shaving quite often. you cut your hair more and your neck hair and stuff. Very true. I, yeah. I, I, I have I a lot of problem with ingrown neck hairs. Or should I say reattached neck hairs? That's quite a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we've renamed it now. Reattached. Reattached neck hairs. Yeah. I think they're quite uh, courageous little things to be able to <laughs> try and have a second chance. <laughs> I mean, it is weird, isn't it? I mean, what's that all about? I just Do you think I... another hair from another thing could attach to you? Oh, that's a weird idea, isn't it? Yeah. Someone else's hair falls mm-hmm. off them, mm-hmm. goes onto you, and then starts burrowing its way into your skin. You know the best person to ask about that? A hairdresser? Yes, a hairdresser. Because they're in there all day, aren't they? I suppose so. Or... They must see a ton of them. Or, like, a dog that is in a hairdresser's. A dog that's in a hairdresser? What do you mean? Well, sometimes people at hairdressers have their own dogs that are in the salon with them. (laughs) Have you never seen that? Never. Really? A hairdresser's dog? What do they do? Sweep up? No, they just, they live there. You mean it's just a pet? Yeah. Oh. What, what, what are you going to ask the dog? You mean if you could? Oh, I guess you can't ask the dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just you, meant you, know you want to ask a dog. I, <laughs> I meant because they're on the floor all the time. <laughs> I'm thinking of two specific hairdressers that I went to. The one... Can we have some more context because this is not making a lot of sense? What's a dog going to do? Well, a lot of hairdressers hire their chairs, don't they? They don't actually work for the salon. They hire the chair from the salon. Yes, yeah. And sometimes they're allowed to bring the dog in there. I've never, ever seen a hairdresser with a dog. I've seen two, which is why I thought of it. two more than me. I just thought it was quite common. Because it's kind of like a house. (laughs) What, hairdressers? Yeah, it's got a sink and a shower and... Mirrors. (laughs) Mirrors. <laughs> Chairs. I suppose. Is there a bed in there too? <laughs> the ones you mean to? I mean, for the dog, There are yeah. chairs. There are chairs. Yeah, you can lie backwards. You usually, you, sometimes you get a drink. Sometimes you fall asleep. Isn't it? Don't you find those hairdressers Ooh. fancy, uh, fancy, funny, are the ones where you get like, you're given champagne or something. I think that's a very, I've that's never ju- been just like champagne a, at a hairdresser. That's just like a female salon thing, I think. My favourite is a coffee and a biscoff. Coffee mm. and a Biscoff. Love that. I don't, I'm not sure I've made my mind up on Biscoffs, really. I think I like them. Excuse me? But Rude. I'm not sure. <laughs> not sure I'm sold on the Biscoff. I dare you. It's 
Biscoff, most caramelly For anyone who delicious. doesn't know who Biscoff, who Biscoff is, what is going on? <laughs> what a Biscoff is. It's a, a biscuit that goes very well with coffee. Because I think, it's got I think like most a, people know what Biscoff is. You never know. It's a French thing, isn't it? Or is it Italian? Ooh. Biscoff, as it sounds. Did it sound Italian or French? Well, wait, the way you said it then, it sounded French. Le Biscoff. But I feel like it is Italian, because coffee. It, I think so, yeah. That, that would be my bet, is Italian. I was going to say something. Were oh, you? Yeah. And you've... I've forgotten. Well... It was before the Biscoff and the coffee thing. Well, we were talking about hair. Hairdressers and the dog at the hairdressers. And you said it's like oh, a house. yes, I... I should probably mention what it's like getting your hair cut in a in a in a women's salon. Okay, cool. Oh, ooh, you, you relaxed then. Did I make you feel at ease? Well, you sat back. Feel at ease, yeah. Well, you sat back like oh, I, felt it, I felt like you were about to spin me a yarn. So you know, I was sitting back waiting. Spin you a yarn. Yeah. When have I ever spun you a yarn? Every, every week. What does that mean? You know, to, oh no, that does that mean lie? I don't no, just know. T- tell me a tale. You know. I don't know. I've never heard of that. Anyway, go on. Spin me a yarn. Okay. I will. <laughs> um, I hope it doesn't mean anything rude now that I've said I If won't. it means lie, which it quite possibly does, that's not how I mean it. I mean, no. tell me a story. Okay. Just tell me a story, Joe. It's not really a story. Okay. And I might have even told it before, but when you go to a hairdresser's in Japan, <laughs> it's making me laugh, but it's actually very nice. So In Japan? Yeah. So what is... What is the one thing where you're just like, this is so uncomfortable when you're in a hair salon yeah. that you can think of? What is the, what is like, is there anything that stands out to you as being like number one uncomfortable feeling when you're in a hairdresser's? Not uh, in Japan in general. It was small talk. Can't, I can't stand it. Okay, no, not that. No. You mean like a like physical action of yeah. part of the hair to cut? What are you like, ooh, this is awkward? Um. We'll give you a hint. It's to do with your eyes. Oh, like where you look. Yeah, but okay. specifically when you're getting your hair washed. That's not all that common in male. Um, oh really? Barbers, maybe more in probably you know hair salons. Mm. But I've never ever had my hair washed in a <gasps> sink in a barber's. Wow. Yeah, you just you get in the chair, you have your hair cut. They blow a bit of the hair off and then you just walk around with all these hairs. It's a dry cut stuff. then you're paying for. I'm paying for a dry cut. Not a wet cut. Well, there's some water involved. Oh. You know, you're not paying those, for a blow dry then. From one of those little then. spray dispenser things. Well, anyway, when you get your hair washed, you lean back and you're looking directly up. So imagine kind of like how you are in a dentist. Are those sinks very comfortable? They no, like not they, at all. They're they very painful. They look so cold and painful on They're your, very on your painful. This is the point. Like I'm making. So, the ceramic cutout. So, you got your head back and you're looking at the person. And I mean, depending where they are, sometimes their boobs are like in your face. So, you got to be careful. That's awkward. It can be because they're like leaning over you, you know. Right. But sometimes they look directly at you and, you, and you're not because they're getting quite close to you, not that far away from them. So, it's kind of awkward. Yeah. And obviously the sink thing is very uncomfortable. Well, in Japan, the one that I went to, the sun I went to, it is very comfortable. They put, like, towels and nice things around you and make you feel very comfortable. It's nice of them. And they put a thin tissue over your face. A thin tissue? Yes. 
Where on your face? Over your whole face. Oh, so you don't have to make eye contact? No. So that's a good thing then, right? Yeah. I think it's to prevent splashing onto your face. Okay. I've literally just thought about that because I honestly <laughs> thought it was just for eye contact. <laughs> like, don't look at me. Here's a tissue. This is very awkward. Please don't look, look at me. Um, but the first time it happened, I laughed and blew the tissue away. <laughs> <laughs> because I've, no one said anything. I wasn't expecting it. I'm just thinking how many times that process could keep repeating. If you just keep, like, yeah. you know, they put a new tissue on your mouth, you're like, yeah. it flies away. The one. Well, that's the thing, like... I'm used to that not happening. So imagine my surprise. Yeah. I'm, I'm lying down. I thought, okay, I'll, pop, I'll just close my eyes because it's a bit awkward if I open my eyes. So I've got my eyes closed. And then suddenly this thing's on my face and I open my eyes and I can't see. And it just <laughs> makes me laugh. I'm like, so I laugh and then this tissue flies off. I didn't even know what it was. Did they find it funny, crucially? Well, it, what do you think? My guess is probably no. No, they just got another one. The, I cannot tell you the amount of times where I've been in a situation <laughs> where I've laughed at something that's happened. Yeah. And the other person, Japanese usually, mm. has not found it funny or got the joke or whatever it is. Mm. So it's just me laughing hysterically at something by myself. Mm-hmm. It's an embarrassment thing and I think it goes along with the respect that they have here as well. It's mm. I think it's rude if you laugh at someone else's embarrassment. Yeah, I guess so. Whereas we kind of feel like, I think definitely in, in England, it's definitely like a British thing as well, is like you feel um, like you should laugh at yourself because it makes it less awkward. Yeah. So that's quite, that, that was, that's been de- very difficult for us in some ways. It's been a strange like, thing to adapt to, hasn't it? Because yeah. I don't I think there's a, there's a nice freedom that you have. It makes you feel like an idiot if they don't laugh at you. I don't know why that is. Yeah. But is I think it, it's literally the opposite for them. Like not acknowledging the fact that yeah. something kind of funny or silly has happened. Mm-hmm. It, the void opens up, doesn't it? And you're like, oh, yeah. God, like swallow me. It's so much worse. <laughs> but if they're just like, haha, oops, it's like, yeah. oh, okay. Fine. I'd much rather someone laugh than, than just mm. total silence. It's really horrible. So anyway, it's a very comfortable experience with the tissue over your face. It's like, oh, I can relax. I feel like I've been missing out, to be honest, not getting my hair washed at a, a barber. Excuse me, I've cut your hair for four years. What are you saying? No, no, we're talking about barbers. We're not talking about personal haircuts. You do a wonderful job. You provide a wonderful service. Do you want me to wash service. your hair? Wash your hair. Well... I don't know. Would you recommend it? No. It's <laughs> a pain. It's better to just have a shower or like wash I mean, your hair yourself. That's the thing, right? So I do not like the part where in you... our own house. I like we getting can just my hair done. Get in but... the shower. Yeah, it's not a problem. But when if you you imagine um, the amount of little tiny hairs that come off, or well, you know, because you cut my hair, mm-hmm. and then just leaving that until you get home, it's 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 horrible. Yeah. I really really like my hair when someone else does it. Yeah, I mean, I, I've much preferred my hair since you cut it, Aww. to be honest. This is, I don't know, this is... Hairdressers are funny people, I would say. I, I think there are very few hairdressers where they do what you ask. Well, come on. That's I, not very fair. Well, I don't know. I've, I've had experience with hairdressers where they've they've sort of 
they've asked me what I want and mm. they just do what they want. <laughs> but you can't generalise and say hair, all hairdressers are funny people. Okay, some hairdressers, <laughs> some hairdressers Imagine are funny people. Imagine if you're people. a hairdresser and you're listening to this, you're going to be like, oh, well, I'm, I don't think I'm a funny person. Well, I don't know. I just, I just think, you imagine you cut that many ha- that many hairs, you cut that many heads mm. of hair, you must develop a way of doing something over time. Um, like you fall into patterns and stuff. There's you probably know. a preference, yeah, but mm. it depends on, surely they have like... The other thing rules. as well, I guess, is like someone who sits in the chair, they're about to have their hair cut, and they're like, yeah, hello, what would you like me to do today? And most of the time people don't know, do they? It's like, mm. I don't know. And so they just go for it and do what they think looks best on a, a face or... The thing know. is as well, like, if you ask, oh, just do what you think would suit me, mm. then that's probably, like, quite exciting for them. It's like, oh, I get to be an artist. I get to do my art on this person. They don't mind what I do. I guess so. However, like, you as the person, you're getting a new hairstyle. Mm. Maybe something that's very, like, drastic to what you usually have. So... It, there's like a while, there's a like a getting used to it phase, especially yeah. if you've had the same hair for a long time, like long hair, like you've had long hair for a really long time and you go short, there's 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 going to be a moment of time where you're like, ooh, I don't know if I like it, because you're not used to the person that you're looking at in the mirror, that's not who yeah. you're familiar with when you look at yourself, so it's, I think there's an element of that that it's probably really annoying for hairdressers too. It's like, you're going to like this in a week. Trust me. Mm. And that there is so much trust when a hairdresser is cutting your hair. They could do so much damage. No, it's like, but you, but you have to trust them so much. Of course. But I'm saying, look, just imagine if they sneeze accidentally. Like mm. They could make you look so different they have to in pull an it, instant. They have to pull it off as like, I meant to do this. True. But honestly, I think it depends because we're all human, right? Mm. And we all have good days and bad days. Mm-hmm. And I had the same hairdresser three times in Japan. Yeah. The first time, amazing. I love the way he did my hair. One of my favourites ever. Mm-hmm. Had my hair cut. The second time, I looked like a poodle. <laughs> he, like, I think the style I showed him, he didn't, he, I don't know, he didn't know how to do it. I guess, and he just... Was that the time the ends were very flicked or something? I remember something like... No, that was the third time. That was the third time. Yeah, so the second time, <laughs> uh, it was like, it was just wild, and it was really <laughs> humid that day, and I have very, like, fine and, f- like, quite fluffy hair, and it will go curly if it's humid as mm. well. Yeah. Um, and he left it curly and put a load of, like, weird gel on it, and I just, it just looked awful. I was like, wow. <laughs> and then the third time, um, I I wanted like a a Rachel cut, you know, like a Rachel from Friends, right? Yeah, like a Rachel nineties Rachel cut. Was that haircut actually called the Rachel haircut? It was called the Rachel. Yeah. Can you imagine being that popular that you have a haircut named after you? Yeah, it'd be very cool, wouldn't it? The Jody. No one would want my hair. Give me a Jody. I want a Jody. Cut me jo- hair like a Jody. <laughs> it doesn't have the same ring to it as the Rachel. But anyway, I took a pic. It was like a modern version. It was like longer and like a little bit more modern. But you know, it's kind of it still had the slight bump to it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and he, 
I don't even know what he was doing. I've never seen anyone cut layers the way he did. Um, so he <laughs> he took hair from like the one side of my face and pulled it over to the other side and then like cut it upside down and then flicked it back over wow. if you're a hairdresser please let me know what was going on there because <laughs> with the language barrier i was i was so intrigued and i couldn't ask him yeah. so if you know please let me know um anyway i came out and he put loads of gel on it and it was all flicked out and this wet look is really popular right now like it's very in fashion at the moment mm. here um but I'm just not used to seeing my hair like that. Yeah, so, again, he was, like, loving it. He's like, can I take loads of pictures and can I put it on my Instagram? And I was like, sure. <laughs> but I was like, you really want pictures of, like, this? Okay. <laughs> like, sure. Yeah, I just didn't like it at all. And it was very thin. Like, he thinned it out a lot. Mm. Um, luckily, it's grown out quite nicely. Uh, yeah, the, I think your hair is lovely. Really, I really like your hair. But... That, see, that was my experience with the same hairdresser. Yeah, so so mood, the hairdresser's mood is really crucial on, on what you get, the product you get, right? I think, yeah, because imagine like... I suppose that's like any job though, isn't it, in a way, you know, someone's yeah. going to be in a terrible mood and they can just mess up a job they're really good at. But when a job is based on trust, mm. it's, that's hard. That's really hard. That's a tough job, being a hairdresser, like being a surgeon. If you're having a bad day. But you can't have a bad day, can you? You can't have a bad day. You know, and with hair too, it's like, it's the same thing. If you do, it's not the same thing as being a surgeon, but (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you do a bad job on someone's hair, they're not going to come back to you and you potentially lose in like months of work. Yeah, I know. But it's not like you've done a bad job either. It could be just they don't like it or that person's very particular. True. Hair is like a protection. People like, care so much about their hair yeah it's, it's a big shield to people isn't mm. it you know and it's it's the way that people express themselves and it's funny because i mean my my mood changes like drastically oh, when yeah. you cut my hair i feel 100%. like a million dollars feel so much better i can tell as well there's like this there's a shift in the air <laughs> i'm like oh it's haircutting time <laughs> <laughs> i think i feel weighed down by my hair every now and again and that's how you look. Yeah, weighed down. Yeah, that's not meant as an insult, by the way. It didn't sound very nice. That's how you look. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I come across quite harsh, but I don't mean to at all. I don't think so. Um, I just say it how it is, I think. I know you. You walk around the house like, um, yeah, it, I don't know what impacts, to do. And I'm like, you, the way you at, I need to cut your hair. Yeah, get the scissors. And then suddenly you're like, Floating around like a fairy. Hopping around. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it definitely affects, um, affects my mood big time. Mm. It's, that's quite a skill, isn't it, to have a job where you can quite literally transform someone's mood mm. in the space of, what, half an hour, an hour? I like, think that's bang, why... Bang, you look like... Yeah. I think that's why I loved makeup and costume so much mm. and, like, theatrical, like, production and production arts design. Because you could, you can literally, you'd put like an actor in their costume and their makeup, and just watch them transform right before your eyes. Yeah, they it's become really like a incredible. Person. Really incredible. Yeah. There was one time I did this person's makeup for Halloween, and he was an older gentleman, and um, he was 
his character, he, it was like, well, it was for Halloween, so they were all like zombies or whatever. Um, and his character was like a wartime hero and he was in a wheelchair. And the entire time I was doing his makeup, he was in character. <laughs> That's cool. It was really cool. And he had like this huge beard and everything, but he was like fully in character. And like, but the more I did and the more he saw himself like the more he came out as as who he is like as his character it was it was quite fun to be around what do you think about um there are some actors who go like in depth when they get when they get into a character they don't break out of it until they've finished doing the particular kind of role that they're doing. Yeah. Like, I remember hearing about, uh, what's his name, Jared Leto when he did The Joker, mm. and he was just, like, a maniac for the the entire time of shooting. Yeah. Um, and then you get other actors who just turn it on and off like a tap. Yeah. You know, they can they be themselves when they have to cut, but mm-hmm. they can just go into it immediately. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think about the... Mm. Either form? I mean... I've never been in a movie, Jack, so I can't really say, you know. But I imagine it's, one, very difficult to work with somebody who stays in character continuously. Yeah, that's my Um, thinking too. And, like, if you just wanted to talk to the person about something Uh and they're like, wow, blah, 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 like being in character, you'd just be like, okay, can you just stop? That's really annoying. Yeah, like, I just want to know. I just want to know where the toilet is. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think on one level it's quite dangerous mm. because if you can't switch on and off and you can't separate the two people, you maybe you become that person more so or you take on more of their personality. And if there is a character like the Joker, for example, yeah. that's quite scary because, you know, they're, like, chaotic and reckless and Well, I mean, let's face it, we, we know from past, like, events... How that's affected people, right? In very right, negative yeah, ways. Yeah. So yeah, you're absolutely right. Potentially, I've, I've, yeah. I've wondered about that a lot, you know, because you watch the course of an actor's history over time, mm-hmm. and you you know that they play, you know, certain really significant roles, and their personalities do change. Yeah. Parts of those roles they like seep into them. Mm-hmm. Because it is part of them. Is the thing? It's it's almost like so. discovering that part of themselves. Like it still comes yeah. out them i think they're probably surprised by what they can do but personally i think being able to turn it on and off like that is very skillful to be like no this is me this is how i act yeah but this person this person's a dick or whatever and they don't say please and thank you and they sure yeah you know but to to continue that to the people that you're trying to work with i think is really difficult i mean you're effectively you're managing two people inside yourself aren't you if you're doing that if you're able to just like flick between these two well then it's like a job right it's like no this is my job this is who I am this is my job but if you are moulding the two Mm. is is it method acting and it's like method acting is where the they're they're playing the role the whole time right I think so yeah yeah. Yeah. they they, they live and breathe the, the character that they are like how long does it take to film a movie now I actually don't think it's yeah. It can be very it can be very short depending on budget and stuff. But I think I think the actual filming is generally done within the course of a year. It just like I'm surprised that I mean there might be more research into it, but I'm surprised that there 
there isn't more knowledge about that you know like how, if they're taken care of and if they have advice from like yeah professional um like health workers or something you know that can you would hope so wouldn't you like because mental health workers yeah just think of some of the the really iconic roles that have existed in film history mm. there have been some they were like the the brightest characters and the absolute like most satanic evil people you can imagine trying to be either one of those mm. it's just very hard and, and it's it, exhausting like mentally and yeah, physically it really is especially if the character has like very physical like quirks or yeah, yeah. like a face expression that these continuous throughout that's or, true or the way they speak in a particular or way they or walk or sure you know you have to manipulate your body unnaturally mm. to become that character i can imagine it causes a lot of conflict like yeah a, you remember the um jim carrey playing the i was Andy literally thinking character. that yeah yeah the amount of fights he got into i'm surprised into. he worked ever worked again after that i, I mean, really am yeah i think very talent. Obviously, he's very talented. He's one of my favorite actors. Oh but yeah, big time. But I but think it's only his that? reputation that enabled him to get out of a lot of those situations. But I thought he did that before. A lot what? of his, a lot of his big movies. What the Andy Kaufman thing? Yeah, I thought that was like he was nobody when he did that. No, no, he he done he done other stuff before that. Had he? Uh huh. All oh, right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I would. I'd, I'd actually love to speak to an actor about it and see what they think. Yeah, but it seems um, to be very divided, doesn't it? You know. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah, and the, just like any of the arts, it's it's subjective. Yeah, there's and so many. There's, there's just like a million ways to get to the same thing. Yeah, and there's so many opinions, and I guess no one is right or wrong. But you could definitely say, oh, this person is easy and good to work with. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can't imagine, like, Dwayne Johnson no. doing that. No, normally, normally. Because like, that's the funny thing, isn't it, about someone like him. Dwayne Johnson, like, he's spectacularly popular and yeah. very successful. But he kind of, his character is based on himself, yeah. All his roles are based on himself, which mm -hmm. is a very unusual game to have to play as yeah. an actor, I imagine, you know. Mm -hmm. um, like, how many other actors are there that do that? But like, think? you know, like, I guess isn't isn't a good example because it's a Disney movie, but, like, um, Moana. Yes. His character in that was very selfish and, mm. like, True. take, take, take all the time. Yeah. But, like, imagine if he was like that. After he'd finished recording, yeah, he continued like that, like, "Oh no, I am, I am this character." <laughs> yeah, true. Like, give me this. I I deserve this because I'm a god. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It would be like, okay. Mm <laughs> yeah, it would be kind of unusual, wouldn't it? What yeah. Is, what a strange. And I can't imagine him doing that. I can't imagine. From everything like that, doing he that. seems like one of the most down to earth people yeah. ever. Yeah. Actually, I was watching a, a video of him earlier on. He came upon like an Instagram short thing, and he was mm -hmm. just fishing by his house. Like there was nothing this man doesn't do. He does. Yeah. He does everything. Powerhouse. He's got his own tequila business, which is 
I think it's like one of the most successful alcohol brands of all time. Mm. He's one of the highest paid actors going. Very inspirational. What a career. He is. Um, wow, that's half an hour has gone already. My we gosh. were just chit-chatting, chit-chatting away. Well, what we intended to do for this today's podcast was... Um, I think we can still do a little bit of it. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a bit of it. What we intended to do was to look in our, was like our Google searches. Yes. Our most recent ones and some of the more obscure ones and just see what you've been looking at. Yeah. Most recently. I think this is Jack's uh, ploy to spy on me. <laughs> <laughs> I am a Russian spy, if you didn't know. He's going to find out some deets. Some deets, give me the deets, yeah. The reason this came up was because I I end up searching really strange things because I'm trying to teach my students things and sometimes I don't know how to say it. This is... In Japanese. Part of living in <laughs> Japan. You, you end up searching for the most obscure things because people will ask you questions mm. about really, you know, things maybe you should know or yeah. they think you should know. Yeah. And you're like, I just have no idea. <laughs> So how do I how do I find my past searches? Um, Search history. That was it. easy. That's the one. That's the one. Oh, I have to sign in. Sometimes you can just start typing, and it will just give you something that you already searched. No, you have on. to go on search history, don't you? Yeah. Well, you you found it. Yeah, but I have to sign in, which makes me think that it hasn't saved. Yeah. Oh, it's saying I have to get my iPad. Should we look through mine? Yeah, let's do yours. So owl attacks. Searched that earlier on. Yes, you did. I was quite surprised to hear that owl attacks are very free. Uh, they're quite common, mm. um, particularly in America. A lot of owl attacks going on. That's very sad, isn't it? It is really because I always think of owls as very calm. You th- you do think of them as peaceful. They've they've got the the title of the wise. Anything you know? Yeah. Imagine being the wise something. Can you think of an owl being young? Like a one-year-old owl. You just never think of it, do you? That you always think of them about They're 200 like years old. Yeah. I wonder how long they live. Uh, Search it. What's your guess? Um, 30 years. 30, okay. 25, 25. I'm going to say... 15. Hang on, that's three Sorry. guesses. I know, they're small though, aren't they? Okay. <laughs> Okay, 25. <laughs> My guess is 36. Wow. Ah, owls live on average of 5 to 12 years. Well, that's not really impressive, is it? Can we stop killing things like owls? We've got these revered... They don't even live that long. Revered reputations, and they live for 5 to 12 years. Do you know why? My theory is because they look like bark. <laughs> What's your theory? Because they look like bark. Because what? That's why people think, oh, they're wise and old. Oh, because they've got a woody and they have wood effect. Big eyes, and they're very graceful. Yes. But they you, look like an old piece go, of wood. <laughs> <laughs> they do. You go back into history. I mean, the owl is like iconic, isn't it, in um, ancient civilizations for being wise. The longest living owl is a is um, a recorded lifespan of more than 27 years. Okay, we're getting there. It's a bit more respectable. So, what? Oh, <coughs> the longest living bird 
was 69 years old. One thing I, I didn't wisdom. find out earlier on. Sorry, that's wrong. There's one called eight. There's one eighty-three. Why? What, what's with all the attacks? What, what's their problem? I think they've been territorial, Jack. So they see people walking by and like, hey. They've got babies and things. This is my pavement. This is my tree. Yeah, they've got little things to look after. And they just swoop down like, yeah, and then yeah. latch onto people's face. Can well, you imagine walking down the street and this big bloody bird just like <laughs> latches no, onto your I face? I can't imagine. That would be so scary. Yeah, and very dangerous. And well, you know what it feels cool, like. Cool. Do I? When <laughs> <laughs> you know what it feels like when a bird swoops really close to your head. Not here. They don't very often. But Maybe yeah, you've had that experience. Right? Oh, seagull. Yeah. See, even pigeons. Seagull on black. Sometimes yeah. they're just like, and, and they really narrowly miss your face. Um, mm. Just imagine that, but except they don't miss. They hit. They hit you square in the face or the head or something with the claws. With the claws. You razor sharp. It, would you? You wouldn't expect it. Also, the beaks as well are really sharp too. So they could. That's a double whammy in it. It's like. Yeah. Put their claws in and then bang, take it an eye. Then fly yeah. away. Without well, teach you. Very scary. Yeah. I think yeah there yeah. I saw a duck the other day. Did I already speak about this? I don't know if you mentioned it last week. Oh. But you can you can say briefly what happened. I saw a duck and two baby ducks and ducklings, if you will. And the mummy duck was quacking and I think she lost some ducks because she only had two, which I think is very rare. They usually have a lot more ducklings. Yeah, it was surprising to see Just so few two. in it, really. And uh, there was some kerfuffle on the roof and I think that a crow might have grabbed one of them. Mm. And she came over to look for it. And we know that because the crow came back. Yeah, and Jack went and ran up, my hero, ran and... I, I think did, we did mention it last week. We either mentioned it last week or I told somebody on the phone. I did the clap manoeuvre. I went outside yeah. and clapped so hard that my hands hurt. <laughs> he did come back though, didn't he? We saw him. Yeah, but then someone else drove past in their car and did the same thing. I'm, I hope they're still alive. I'm trying to <laughs> find something interesting. I've just got loads of stuff that's related to <laughs> finance. Oh. <Aww. laughs> And uh, um, stuff like that. I had one uh, the other day. Hold on. Um, oh, you can just swipe. Oh, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, sometimes my kids say things to me in Japanese and right. I don't quite catch it. So I try to search what I think they said. That can always be. I searched the other day for Ray Liotta of Goodfellas. He passed away the other day. That was very Aww. sad. He wasn't very old. I searched for the nanomembrane toilet. The nanomembrane toilet? Yeah. What, what, what the heck is that? What the heck is that? What the heck is that? <laughs> Let me just search for it again because then I can tell you. I don't like the name. That's what I searched for the other day, briefly, while you're looking for that. I've got it. The he- oh, okay, go on. Well, go on. The heaviest of the two and the heavier of the two. Mm. I was so confused. I thought, which is it? The heavier of the two, the heaviest of the two. The heaviest? No, the heavier. 
See, that's what I mean. There's, I, I had this dilemma for about an hour. I was like, Do people say that, though? Is that a thing? Yeah. Why don't you take the heavier of the two? Yeah, heavier. I would say heavier. It is, it is heavier. Ow! You would say that... Sorry. I'm sure that was a joy to hear on the <laughs> on the other end of it. I'm sorry. Um, <sighs> My leg's gone numb. You can say this is the heaviest one, but you would say uh, <laughs> A. A is the heaviest. You're going to have to cut this out. Are you not kidding? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to no, do it now. No, 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 no. No, can I do it fine. now? Because it's no, cheesier. leave it. It's funny. <laughs> Especially your impression of me. <laughs> I went for a run earlier and um, my one glute has gone numb. What is that called? It, it, it ain't going to come now. Oh, don't be so pessimistic. <laughs> He's gone home. The postman's gone, gone oh. home. Anyway, carry on. The heavier of the two. Uh, yeah, so you say something, this is the heaviest one. Or you can say A is the heavier of the two. You know. Oh yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I anyway, the nanomembrane toilet. What is it, Jack? Well, the nanomembrane toilet is a dry to- toilet that treats waste on site without water or energy. A dry toilet. Yeah, there's no water. It's a waterless toilet. So it's just a bowl. No, Jack. It's still a toilet. It just doesn't use any water or electricity. And it also recycles the waste and makes it into fertiliser. Really? Yep. It removes the water from the waste. That seems like a a solid idea. Yeah, the waste is dried out and sent to a gasifier where it's burnt and turned into energy power. Okay, so you've got a toilet... It's amazing. You've got I don't no, know why we all no, don't have these. There's no water in the toilet. I understand that concept. So So it looks like this. You pull down your trousers and you do what you gotta do and where's it go? In the toilet. It's still a toilet. So it just drops into a, a hole. It's a toilet. What you keep you saying that like it <laughs> It doesn't drop into a hole, it drops into the toilet. Yeah, but and then what? <laughs> You didn't just stay there for then, your eternity. Um, a rotating bowl makes sure the bad smells are sealed away. Right. Um, it is powered by the user closing the lid. So you close the lid and then it like, yeah. Then it goes into a holding tank where it stores the waste while the water okay. is removed. Now we get to the crux then, of the toilet. the water is drawn through the filters as a vapour. Bacteria and solids retain in the tank. Then changes uh, condensing beads changes the water vapor back to liquid. Then uh, Archimedes screw. That's not how you say that at all. Archimedes. Yes, probably moves the remaining solid waste from the holding tank up to the sealed container for weekly collection. Number five. This is the, so, <laughs> I just realised I didn't say all the other numbers. Is this a t- ten step? Detachable water tank. Bacteria-free water is collected and can be used for cleaning or water plants or watering plants. So these toilets have been um, tested in Ghana, I believe. 
Okay. Um, so there's there's still many countries that don't have toilets, indoor toilets. I guess they have issues with water supplies, right? And water supplies, so this this solves a lot of those. And energy. This this was created by the Cranfield University. You know what amazes me? Very cool. Beyond the fact that's like an incredible invention, is there are always people coming along who they make it their sole purpose in life to fix something. Yeah. That has been, you know, it, it could be a really minor problem or it could be world, you know, detrimental. Mm-hmm. It fascinates me that those people always exist. They always come along like, yeah, here you go. Here's the, here's the, nano, te- the nano toilet, whatever it's called. So the, yeah, but just think about how much water goes through everyone's toilets every day, how much water you waste, how it's much energy you waste flushing the toilet, yeah, etc. This has none of that. Wow. So essentially, and you can reuse it. You can use the water to fertilise and water your plants. It's clean, bacteria-free. There's no smell. It's That's like a, a food processor for, for poop in it. Yeah. You do what you've got to do. Dry your poop out. It gets Close collected. The, lid. the water gets taken out of the poop. And then down it goes and mm-hmm. it uses fertiliser. Yeah. And you can grow more stuff, eat more food, do more poos. It's the future of pooing. I mean, I want one. I'll water my plants. Well, just think, if you didn't have water in your toilet, you wouldn't have to deal with it splashing up at you anymore. That's annoying. I'm sure if you went to them with that problem, Jack, they would have created this years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Oi, I am sick of being splashed by the water. (laughs) You need a guard. A guard? Mm. Oh, like a water guard? Mm. But how would that work? Because you... You mean like you sit higher and then there's like a filter underneath you? Or something, like a piece of plastic. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Between you and the water. <laughs> That's a real first world problem, oh. isn't it? I hate getting splashed by toilet water. You sound so like a princess, Jack. I do, don't I? Terrible. <laughs> anyway. We'll have to do the we'll have to do the Google thing next week. Yeah, we will do that. We'll do that for next time when we actually can find our list. Yeah, <laughs> um, my account lets me sign in. Anyway, let's end the podcast there. Hi, Dozo. Over to me. Um, thank you once again for listening to this week's episode of Our Weird Life. We release new podcasts every uh, Sunday at six pm Japan Standard Time, or sometime on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> However, it happens that particular week. Um, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Though we are, we seem to be veering into like an exclusive Instagram type. Well, deal. I think there's the time that we post, it still gets published on those. Yeah. Sites. So if you follow us on on Facebook and particularly Twitter, you do get a a notification when the episode is live. I suppose that's a good way to track um, new episodes have been released. Uh, so if you'd like to become part of the Owl Commune Twitter, you can follow us at our um, our, weird Life Pod. Our weird, at Our Weird Life Pod. I was trying to think of the name. Was it a handler tag or something like that? I don't know. Handle, something like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> we appreciate your your patronage, your listenership. And every week you're treated to a revelatory statement. And this week, it's Jodie. My revelationary revolutionary statement this week is... Um, when you go to a restaurant, order what you want. That's it.
Okay, any 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 context? Any? Well, I'm. I, you won't believe this, but I am an introvert. <laughs> actually, I actually did a test, and I'm I'm sort of in the middle, but I am more towards the introvert side. Yeah. I think as I get I'm older, I'm like shoving more towards the extrovert side, but I'm sort of in the middle. Mm. But as an introvert, one of the things <laughs> that you might do is um, kind of feel pressured into doing something you don't really want to do, mm. especially in an environment where everyone else is doing one thing. Okay. So, like, we went for ramen the other day. Yeah. Ramen, it just sits very heavy on my stomach. Very, very it's very oily. oily. And I just, I never finish it. And everyone, like, looks, oh, you've hardly eaten anything. And it always makes me feel bad. So I had rice instead in a ramen restaurant, a very popular ramen restaurant I'll add, which the ramen is delicious, but I just can't eat that much food. It's I don't quite, know what it's it is. It's the oil is oil. Yeah. And usually I would probably say, oh, it's okay, and I would order the ramen like I have done many times. But this time I thought... I'm going to order a small portion of rice and a little bit of meat. And that's what I did. And I still didn't finish it. <laughs> <laughs> but I tried. <laughs> but at least it wasn't like a full bowl of ramen, you know. Anyway, my, my statement is order what you want. <laughs> and to hell with the consequences. <laughs> Yep, thanks for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week with a brand new episode. Goodbye. Bye.